Welcome to the Podglomerate. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or was just too hard to ask your partner, welcome to the Sex Wrap. Hey everybody and welcome back to The Sex Wrap. You're here today with Spring and Andrew, your favorite sex personalities on the internet answering your questions about sex. We love to chat with you, we love your questions. And this month we've been talking about body image and sexual exploration and how are you doing, Spring? Yeah, I love sexual exploration. It's what I wanna do with my day every day. And yeah, I think it's really important for us to talk about our bodies more and you know how we feel in our bodies because that can really impact every part of our day. It, you know, like just how we feel in our body is how we're experiencing the day and how we're experiencing everything in our lives. So it's hugely important and something that we don't talk about nearly enough. I think it's really weird that we don't talk about like who we are. You ask somebody who they are and ask them to answer that question and they'll be like, I I work as an XYZ. And I'm like, no, 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 that's your job. Like, who are you? Like, like, tell me five words that to describe that describe you as a person. And if you're in the United States, we've been pretty much trained our whole lives to not think about our bodies, right? Unless we're sick. And we've been trained not to think about like who we are and uh, our position in the universe and how we connect to other people. Um, it's really strange. It's like it's a sort of missing element. And I think people who, well, we know people who actually, you know, think about who they are, where they are, and they think of themselves not as a job, but like as a person uh, are happier too. So I agree. This kind of exploration is super important. And I'm glad that we're able to chat about it with all of our listeners. So thank you listeners for submitting these questions. Um, So like I said, over the month, we've been talking about body image and exploration. And today we're going to be talking about male body image. And more explicitly, we're going to be talking about why people don't talk about male body image. Um, And over the last six years, we've had a ton of questions come in about women and women's body image. And we've had maybe one or two come in about men and male body image. So Spring, why don't we talk about men and body image? Well, I want to say that there is one area that we talk about a little bit more than others, and that is penis size. That area gets a lot more questions, a lot more hits, and that is also male body image. Um, And so I just want to direct everybody back to episode 38. We have an episode, Does Penis Size Matter?, where we talk about this in detail. And so, yeah, we get we do get a lot of questions about that. So if if you count that that one has a male body image, then then we get a lot of questions on it. But it's our bodies are a whole lot more than our genitals and male body image has a lot more to talk about than just penis size. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, Everything else other than the penis. (laughs) So if you're interested in the penis, this episode is not for you. Just kidding. It's for you too. But we talk a lot more about the penis and some other episodes. Um, but this episode is is important, right? If we if we talk to men about their bodies, are you satisfied? Are you happy? Do you feel good? We know that about 95% of men say no. I have some issues. I'm dissatisfied with my body in these various ways. 
Um, and that's not just penis size, right? Like people, men are really dissatisfied with lots of different parts of their bodies. Um, and it can lead to some really serious negative outcomes. We can talk about mental health issues and depression and isolation and, and stress and anxiety and suicide. Um, and that's why we, sh- that's why we need to talk more about male body image, right? Cause it's linked to all of these other really negative factors that can decrease somebody's quality of life or, you know, cause suicidal ideation, make someone think that they're not going to continue living. Um, so it is really important. Um, but I think at the really base level, like why we don't talk about it, I know over my life, I can remember like as far back as I had health education, you know, like second or third grade, people talked about women and body image quite a bit. They talked about anorexia and bulimia and every single one of those examples we ever saw was a girl. And then we talk about ballerinas being too skinny or girls being too fat or too skinny or everything was always about women, right? So the conversation of my entire life um, has been about women in body image. And it's, I mean, it it was never an easy conversation to have, but at least it's out there, right? You can watch cheesy daytime television and they'll do a whole episode about women in body image, but men have been left out the entire time. And so what happens is that when we have a conversation that's constantly excluding somebody, then it can make it a lot harder for people of that excluded group to speak up about it. So in this instance, we have been excluding anybody who's not female from basically being able to talk about having an eating disorder or to talk about their body image because it's now seen as a female issue because that's the way it's been talked about in our society so much. So then we now have this extra level of stigma, this extra level of shame that is associated with not being female and having problems with body image. And then it gets into toxic masculinity. It gets into all of these other aspects of like male mental health. Um, So men have just been left out of this conversation the whole time. But there are a lot of disturbing statistics that show that while men have been left out of the conversation, they've been really dealing and suffering with it. Spring, we were talking about plastic surgery. Do you remember the percentage increase men have had over the past couple years? It was over like the past 20 years. It was, I think, 325% increase in plastic surgeries. So yeah, that shows that men are deeply dissatisfied and that they more and more are turning to plastic surgery to fix that. And this isn't a dig on plastic surgery or even like really talking about that. It's just um, something that's really another way of showing that, yes, this is an issue for men as well. And we know that like, hey, if you want plastic surgery, I fully support you if it's something that you want to do in good mental health. If you're getting plastic surgery because you feel really terrible and you have self-esteem issues and you feel you like you have to use surgery to fix a part of yourself so that the world accepts you or that someone will love you or that you'll have friends got some bad news for you, right? We know that most of the time, the people when people get plastic surgery for all of those kind of external approval issues, it doesn't improve them. And it can actually lead to greater levels of stress and anxiety and depression. So 
often the reasons why people seek out plastic surgery don't improve their lives. And we know that the reasons why men are seeking out plastic surgery are for those body image issues where they're really feeling really ashamed of themselves or dissatisfied with what their bodies look like. So let's talk a little bit about what are all these different issues that men are concerned about. Um, And we touched, you know, on penis size a little bit, but there are so many other things that men are concerned about. They're considered they're concerned about how muscular their body is, how thin or thick it is, how their hair looks, how their hair might be thinning, whether they're getting bald, how tall they are, you know. And if you spent any time on dating apps, you know how important all these different things are because you will see people commenting and posting specifically like, I only date men over six feet or I only want this size of a person, you know? And so the, the body image that people are having anxiety about that men are having anxiety about is a reflection on what people are telling them is acceptable on what society and what Hollywood and what um, other people in their peer groups are saying, this is acceptable. This is not. I mean, it kind of blows my mind sometimes the double standards that we see in dating apps where, um, Women very frequently will say, I want this specific kind of body. I want these kind of muscles. I want this kind of hair. I want you to be this tall. Um, and then, uh, and, and, I mean, I don't think that's okay, right? Because then essentially you're making all of these judgments based on somebody's external characteristics. But if a man were to put into their profile, like, I want a woman who's, you know, this size breast and this size waist and this kind of those sort of features, very quickly he gets branded a misogynist or he gets branded as toxic. Um, but that toxicity goes both ways because we talk about toxic masculinity pretty frequently on uh, on the show, right? Um, and a lot of this male body image issue comes from that sort of toxic masculinity, but it's fed into, right? And I, I really love that Spring's bringing in. Like if you go to those dating apps, these insecurities that men face are really highlighted in so many of these dating profiles. Like you have to be this tall. I mean, height is not something that someone can control. And most of the time, why you want someone to be taller or shorter is really superficial at the end of the day as well. And it's a reflection of your own body image, right? Like I want you to be taller than me. So I feel smaller than you. So I feel sexier or whatever it is. Right. And so when we can start to realize that these are other people's insecurities, I think that is a step toward understanding, you know, first of all, if you see people with regulations like that in their dating app profile, you don't want to date them anyway, because they have a lot of problems they're dealing with right now. I think you don't want to be part of that. So, so great. Um, but also, you know, it is really a reflection of their own body image issues and in, you know, what, what they are then reflecting back out. And, and I think, you know, I, I like this uh, mirror that dating apps can give us to look at these, this issue, you know, and to like start to understand um, this, how it's being reflected out in different ways. But also, you know, this is 
this is the world we live in where we are using dating apps a lot. We are on social media a lot where we're also seeing these same messages. We're, you know, watching Netflix and chilling a lot. (laughs) And all of these places, we're being given the same message, you know, about what bodies are acceptable and what bodies are not. And so when we're being exposed to that in so many different ways, it is really hard to combat it. It's really hard to say, oh, wait, my body is great just as it is. My body is really amazing. It is functioning really well, or it is um, really comfortable to live in or whatever, whatever ways you want to talk about it. It can be really hard to fight back against these just like overwhelming number of messages we're receiving. I mean, really, just look at the kind of media that people consume. Um, I have a bunch of nieces and some of them love the show Riverdale, where you have like 30-year-old men who've been models and have had someone cook their food for them and a doctor prescribe and their lives are about looking perfect, like that, that you know, Greek statue body. Um, but then, you know, a lot of these young women and then young men who watch the shows as well will internalize that image and be like, okay, well, if I want to be gorgeous and beautiful and successful, if I want someone to love me, if I want to be successful in relationships, I have to look like this model or actor or advertisement, like, and and with men, it's really changed, right? Like over the last twenty or thirty years, the the male body image, or like the male body, what we see has really like radically changed. There's only one now, right? There's like there's only one bottle. Like you have old man, right? Like a a dude in his like fifties or sixties, and then even those men are super muscular and thin with abs and pecs and shoulders that bulge and biceps in their shirts. Like, it's just been this crazy change where there used to be a diversity of body types for men. And now the world only shows us this one. And I mean, and I think that's probably why when we talk to men, like muscles are such a huge part of their body image issues. Um, And we're going to talk more about muscles when we come back from break. Thanks for listening, everyone. Be right back. All right. Thank you for listening, everybody. Today, we're talking about uh, male body image. We were talking about why people don't talk about it. Now we're talking about where it comes from and what it looks like. And I had just mentioned the M word, muscles. All right. So let's talk about muscles for a couple minutes. What do you think about muscles, Spring? I think muscles are something that we all have and we wouldn't be able to do anything without our muscles. And they're so important and they are really impressive. They allow us to move through time and space. They allow us to do everyday activities. They allow us to enjoy um, communicating with other people. And, you know, I think that we have this uh, version of the word muscles that means like super hot and muscular, but like muscles are something we all have. And we like, we all have amazing muscles that support our lives in very amazing ways. And, you know, I think that starting to appreciate, you know, what our bodies do for us is one of these things that really, really can help us start to shift how, how we are feeling about our own body image. But yeah, muscles are just something we all have. Yeah. Cool. What, What else do you want to talk about muscles? (laughs) That was not the answer I was looking for, but that's a really healthy way for us to sort of look at muscles, right? Like a, no. So like when we talk overall about male body image and muscles, like, you know, you can ask a hundred men or boys, like while they're working out, 
almost none of them will say for health, right? Almost none of them will say for like my heart. Almost none of them will say for longevity. Almost every single one of them will say like, I'm working out to build muscle mass, to be bigger, to be stronger, not even to be stronger, right? It's glamour muscles. Like I want as much mass as possible because over the last you know, a few years, there's been this real conflation of male value and self-esteem with how many muscles you actually have, right? Um, and like spring, everybody has muscles, but we're looking for those really specific muscles, those muscles that Hollywood puts out there. Chris Pratt is a good example. You know, he was on Parks and Rec as this kind of like dumpy, lovable guy, shows up a year and a half later and he's in Guardians of the Galaxy as like a be-muscled, be-abbed, pecked arms, like bulging everywhere out kind of. And I was like, he, a sex icon, right? Like this guy who was like a, a dumpy guy is now a sex icon. Um, if you watch The Office, Jim, uh, what's his name? Krasinski. Uh, you know, he was a skinny, nerdy guy. And now he is a muscle-bound hunk in movies. Like there's this transformation that's happening in all of these men. It's all about steroids. Um, and it's really damaging to bodies as well when there's uh, when there's too many muscles, but also the self-esteem. If you link all of your self-esteem to your body, what happens? What happens if you get an injury? What happens if you get sick? Um, and along with it, I think one of the major issues that I have uh, is like the use and the proliferation of all of the different anabolic steroid compounds. Like there's just a ton of them out there. Um, and we see them happening in younger and younger men as well. Uh, like if you're 15 years old and you're taking steroids, you are probably messing up your endocrine system for the rest of your life. You're probably never going to be able to live without those steroids. And we know that abuse of those compounds increases the chances that you're going to die young, right? So we know like like muscles and one of the like one of the big issues is steroid abuse. So Andrew mentioned the endocrine system, which regulates like hormones throughout the body, which is really important for a, a lot of functioning um, just day to day. And so what he's also talking about is that there is a pressure to be so muscular, and the only way for most bodies to achieve that is by using steroids to achieve this look. And so when we're saying that it's a problem that this muscle-bound body is the only acceptable body, then the follow-on effects of that mean that to achieve this, many people are using steroids. Many people are severely negatively affecting their long-term health in order to try to achieve this goal. And so this is what we're really talking about. How, how many other problems are kind of wrapped up in this, right? Like it's not only, um, body image, but then like now we are throwing all these other health impacts on top of it because so many people are using steroids to achieve that. And we know that men who use steroids are much more likely to have low levels of self-esteem. They're more likely to be depressed. They're more likely to have both contemplated and attempted suicide. Um, they're more likely to have eating disorders. They're more likely to have substance abuse disorders. Like all of these things go together. And it's because of that pressure, right? If men feel so much pressure to look one specific way, right, they're going to engage in all kinds of potentially negative mental, physical, social, emotional health, uh, or emotional uh, behaviors that lead to negative health. And a lot of the times, like people think if I get a bunch of muscles, then I'll be popular and then I'll have a girlfriend or then I'll have a boyfriend or then I'll feel good. Um, 
And it's this almost negative feedback loop where, you know, someone starts weightlifting, they gain more muscles, and then they look at themselves in the mirror and they start comparing themselves to movie stars in Hollywood and all of these influencers, and they're not muscly enough. So they lift more muscle, lift more weight and more steroids. And they never get there, right? Because you've set a standard for yourself where, you're, where you can't see your own body as something beautiful, as something worth living in. And you just start in this process of constantly, you know, working in a direction and you never get there, right? Because if you don't start that workout, if you don't start working out saying, hey, this is my body and I love it. And sure, I'm going to work out for health and work out because I want to, you know, feel better in it. But if you're working out on your body so you look better for other people, you're probably never going to get there and you're probably going to end up being pretty sad and you're probably going to damage your mental and physical health. Okay. So what I hear people asking in my mind as we're talking about this, as we're talking about this like one acceptable body type that is really promoted through so many different types of media, I hear people asking, but what about dad bod? Dad bod is sexy dad bod is something we're accepting so what do you what do you think about dad bod in this conversation i think dad bod is an online trend right i don't see dad bod like all right the men actors who have dad bod before they go back into an acting role what happens before they're back in a movie what happens the paparazzi might catch somebody when they're a little chubby and they're not even really chubby, right? Like they're no longer six-pack abs. As soon as they're back in front of the camera, what do they look like? Six-pack abs. Right. That that dad bod is just like this little illusion that goes on. Now, um, now if we start asking, you know, women or if we ask partners of men, like, what do you like? What are you looking for? Like, there's a huge diversity of bodies that people are looking for, right? Like, like it's not just that one, but... Um, What do you think about dad bod spring? Yeah. So, I mean, the point I'm interested in making here is that people do like dad bod. People do like other shapes of body. People are attracted to different shapes of bodies and people prefer even a lot of different shapes of bodies that are not this one ideal one. Um, And so, yeah, we're being shown one as the ideal type and I, I feel grateful that like dad bods are like being acknowledged as a body type and that, you know, there are people like publicly saying like, yeah, I'm attracted to that because I think it, it starts to give us a little more room for conversation to say, oh yeah, actually not everybody wants to look a certain way or not everyone wants to date someone that looks a certain way. There's actually so many more possibilities available to us and so many more possibilities that are actually realistic and actually something that people want, not just like, not that people will settle for, that people want. I love your positive spin on that because most of the time <laughs> when I see dad bod, it's somebody making fun of it or the media being like, oh, Jake Gyllenhaal, let himself go, dad bod. Um, but the thing is, people people like those other kinds of bodies. Um, and I also want to talk about uh, gay issues for a minute here as well. Um, everything that we've been talking about with men and body image for gay men is really amped up. Right. Like gay advertising is even more 
body conscious and gay spaces are more body conscious. It's one of those things for me when I think about it, like, you know, gay people have worked so hard and tried so hard to like get out of these heteronormative systems and try to break free and have all of these slogans like love is love and love your body. And all of this pressure, right, kind of gets ramped up in many of those spaces. And, um, you know, we see gay men have higher levels of disordered eating because of body dissatisfaction and higher levels of steroid abuse um, because they're trying to get to that perfect presented media body. That's A, not perfect. And B, it's not ideal either because most of the time male body image issues are based on a body image that is not healthy for you. It is not good for you to be that thin. It is not that healthy for your frame to have all of those muscles on. Takes us back to the very beginning. Like if you want to change your body, the first concern should be like, is this something I'm doing for health? And what kind of health is it? Is this for physical health? Is it for mental health? Is it so my body can do something that's fun? Because there's lots of kinds of masculinity that are awesome, right? Like, do you want a body that can hike and rock climb? Do you want a body that can get out there and do community service? Do you want a body that can, you know, be really, really good at sex? Like, if you want those kinds of bodies, those are really good health-related goals to have. Having massive muscles does not make you better at any of those things and actually probably makes you worse at many of those things. So, yeah, I mean, I think that having goals about your body is, um, okay. Um, but also I don't think we need to promote the changing of our bodies at all because our bodies are amazing and our bodies do amazing things for us every day. And we are so lucky to get to live on this earth and experience being in these bodies and experience each other through these bodies. And so there is like, if you want to do some shifting, if you want to like, you know, incorporate the uh, um, different ideas of like goals about your body into your life, I would say, okay, but also do it carefully because most of these goals are predicated on the idea that your body's not good enough the way it is. And that's just not true, right? That is, that is not true. Even though that is what most media will tell you, the fact is your body is perfect as it is, whether or not you're at the picture of optimal health and your body is amazing. And yeah, that's the step that we have to start with. That's the place we have to start from before we can go anywhere because it's only with that attitude that any other type of changes you want to make will be healthy ones. So it comes back to that basic issue, like men's body image happens because the world around us wants us to feel insecure so they can sell us some stuff, right? They're selling us sex. They're selling us like the dream of Hollywood. They're selling us like, you know, a girl and a boy, one on each arm for those bisexuals. Sorry, I ignored you a little bit earlier, but I'm thinking about you. Bisexuals face a lot of pressures too, to have different bodies. Um, It's breaking out of that mold and saying health first, right? So if you are unhappy with your body, right? If something's wrong, if you're too thin, too fat, too muscly, whatever it is, you know, take a step back and say health first. Like I'm doing this because I care for myself, about myself. And I want to be healthy and I want to be able to engage in these materials um, and do it for yourself, like build your self-worth. Because if you build your self-worth on how you feel, right, on on your health first and health is, and when I say health, I mean like, do you have the energy and the resources to achieve the things that you want to do? Like doing it from there is great. If you're predicating your body and your self-esteem on muscles, 
you're not going to get there. All right. So what can we do about it? I mean, we, we have so many strategies. We talked about a bunch last week. We have some more that we can talk about this week. Um, I'm going to start. I think we should talk about strategies for partners, right? So if you're with somebody and they don't feel good about their body or if they're trying to get their body to that perfect goal, uh, and I mean, I hate calling it a perfect goal. I, I'm going to call it like the Hollywood staged artificial goal because it's fake. Those bodies come with drugs. Those bodies come with chefs. Those bodies come with personal trainers, right? Like that's not the direction you go. So strategies for a partner. If you are dating somebody and you see them struggle, what are some things that we can do to help them out? Well, I think that it's really important to support your partner's body as it is. So not ever telling them like, oh yeah, you would look great if you looked a certain way or if you changed this, you know, we want to support our partners for the way that they look because we love them. And so their bodies are part of them and they're part of our experience of them. And so I would say, you know, one of the things that I like to do for my partners and that I like to receive from my partners is, you know, just like genuine compliments about, about my body. So it's not like something like, Oh, your body's perfect or Oh, your body looks better than somebody else's, but it's like, Oh, I love how it feels when you hold me against your body or something, you know, like something that is truly genuine, but like giving them good feedback about how their body is, how their body feels, how their body, how you experience their body. Yeah. I mean, it's the same advice we were giving last week, like give some compliments. Men definitely need compliments and give them compliments, nice compliments about their body. And something else that you can do when you're watching or you see a piece of media, like you're watching a Marvel movie and everybody has a bajillion muscles, you can point out that you understand that that's a comic book character where somebody used a lot of steroids and worked out a whole bunch in their entire life. Like they don't have a job and they don't have other things going on in their lives. Like you can bring that into the conversation to help other people understand that like, A, I don't want you to look like that. And B, that's not a natural body as well. And C, your body's way better because it does these things that make me feel really good. Let's see. Anything else? Um, if you're for, for your partner, it's those kind of things. And um, and if you know your body does have like if they are not happy with their body, like you can always offer to do things with them, healthy, fun things like let's hike or let's walk or let's work out together. Not in a crazy you need to look like a superstar boxer, Instagram influencer kind of way, but in a let's just be healthy together because I want you to stick around for a long time. And this term, this term healthy, I think is Andrew did stop to define it for a moment. It's like he said, he's using this term to mean, you know, like what makes you feel good. So it's not like there is only one definition of health because there are so many definitions of health. And so I, I like that interpretation of it. So you're doing things together that make your bodies feel good. And that can look like like very low levels of intensity or higher levels of intensity. It doesn't need to be like, it doesn't mean you have to sweat, right? Like it just means like, yeah, let's move and experience our bodies together. Like what feels good for you to do that? Let's see. Any other suggestions? Um, oh yeah, I have a big one. When you can avoid social media 
except for ours, obviously. If you're not part of our social media, we're <laughs> at the Sex Wrap on all of your all, all of your platforms. Um, that's Wrap with a W. But um, social media, it, like avoid things where it's forcing that point of comparison all of the time. And along with that, right, like don't build your self esteem on muscles. Right, build your self-esteem on something that matters. Making the world a better place, making somebody smile, doing something of service, building something like those things are the things that will fill you up and keep you filled. If you're trying to fill yourself up with just muscle mass, right? Like it never works. So there's a lot of other things like things that build meaning and value to your world and the world around you, those are the places where you'll build up self-esteem. And I have really good news about self-esteem, right? Um, having big muscles does not help you get more sex. Having big muscles does not help you get a better relationship. Having big muscles does none of those things. People want confidence and people want self-esteem. So if you practice confidence, if you practice self-esteem in doing things that matter, you will get sex, right? You'll get a great partner and you'll get better at sex too. Because if you have self-esteem, you're more willing to talk and communicate about all of these things. Like taking it back to the very basis of what we are here at the sex rap, right? It's about talking and self-esteem and confidence. Yeah. Cause that's what's sexy. It's always about communication. It always is. And, and, you know, I think we were talking about at the beginning of this episode, how much stigma is associated with body image when it's not with women or traditionally uh, presenting women even, right? And so if we then start to look at all of that stigma that's associated with people experiencing body image issues that are not in that one reference group, then the way that we have to start to break that down so that there isn't so much shame and stigma is to talk about it. We have to talk about these issues so that people can um, start to feel better, so that people can seek help, so that people can start to dismantle this system of oppression that is oppressing men. And it's oppressing all of us. And so when we don't talk about it, when we just accept that, oh yeah, that that Muslim man is considered hot and we're all going to talk about how hot he is, then we're contributing to that problem. And so I love that, you know, piece where Andrew said, like, talk about when you see those bodies, talk about how unrealistic they are. And that is what we all need to do is start to have more conversations about bodies and about realistic bodies and about the bodies that we are shown and breaking down those barriers that exist all around us. All of these barriers exist that are trying to keep us trapped. They're trying to keep us trapped in unhappiness and we don't want to be there. I mean, seriously, just scroll through Instagram sometime and see how many advertisements you get about like lose weight, gain muscle, trim this, get hair, like male Instagram and Facebook spaces, like every three seconds, you're seeing another ad saying you're not manly enough because you aren't, you know, masculine or muscly or have the right hair or have the right any of these things. Um, and they want you to feel bad and we want you to feel good. So um, if I could give everyone homework for this episode, it'd be like every morning, wake up and tell yourself three nice things about your body. Just like, you know, while you're still in bed or, you know, like as soon as the alarm gets off, just like remind yourself like, hey, there's some good stuff going on here and I like it. And if you focus on that, that confidence and self-esteem will start growing. And then all of a sudden, all of the other, you know, like the good parts about masculinity can be filled for you. All right. 
have any tips for everybody? Anybody today? I, I've gone. I have you, you all have all my tips. I don't have anything else to say. <laughs> I could tell a story, but it's not appropriate. So you can check out <laughs> the sex rap after dark for my inappropriate stories. <laughs> um, there is no sex rap after dark for everyone that just tried to Google that. Um, <laughs> I was just going to say, um, I love your tip about, you know, regularly complimenting yourself and regularly giving yourself that positive feedback. And I think, you know, um, great ways to do something like that are to set reminders in your phone, um, set a reminder to either give yourself a compliment or you could like put a few compliments in there earlier in the morning and then have them be fed to yourself uh, throughout the day. And I have reminders on my phone like that, that, um, tell me nice things. And every time they pop up, I get so excited. I'm like, Oh, wow. Look at that lovely reminder I put for myself in my phone. How nice of that. How nice I am to myself. Um, and it, it is surprisingly beautiful. So, um, that's one tip I have to keep that a regular part of your life. And as I said last week, if you're heterosexually oriented and you're a woman and you have men in your life, just drop them a compliment. Just, just once in a while. It, w- it will change the world and build up their self-confidence. All right. So if you have any questions about this episode or any other questions that you're afraid to ask uh, anyone else in your life about sex and romance and relationships, and I'm sorry that Valentine's Day is here this week. We didn't talk <laughs> about it. But um, if you have any other questions at all, just let us know. We'd love to hear from you. You can send us an email. We're the sex rap at gmail.com. That's rap with a W. You can call us at 413. Uh, I wrap it. And you can always check out our social media and DM us there at the sex rap. Thanks for listening, everyone. I don't know if y'all can hear this, but my cat just came up to the microphone and is trying to purr into it with all his might. So um, he's also saying, listen, listen, this is some, this is some good stuff they're offering. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, cat. <laughs> For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or just too af- Music for this episode provided by the ever-elusive and mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe.